Welcome to The Shiv Show, where we are all about people getting to know people. We are here to humanize the individual behind their brand and share their story with the world, with, of course, a few laughs in the mix. Now, it's time for your host, Australia's most Canadian podcaster, and just like the knife, Shiv Rat. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Shiv Show, guys and gals. Listen, I want to welcome John Gannon to the show. And John is a foundation trainer in Sydney, Australia, among many other things. And if you don't know what foundation training is, don't worry, because we're going to get right into that. From training famous surfers around the world to foundation training in Sydney, Australia, John has literally done it all, and he has a dream job because he, he works on the beaches. He literally works on the beach. He traveled to Fiji, Tahiti, all over Europe, and I'm sure he's got a bunch of great stories to tell us. So, John, welcome to the Shiv Show, my friend. Yeah, thanks, Shiv. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Not a problem, not a problem. Listen, um, I just want to kick right into what foundation training actually is, and then we'll get into a little bit of backstory of yourself. Yeah, cool. Um, I'll just explain a bit of the history of it. Yeah. There was a, a guy in California called Dr. Eric Goodman, and he was uh, in chiropractic school, and he was a quite a fit, strong young man f- uh, in California, lived in California, and uh, he had a lot of um, lower lumbar um, disc problems, um, degenerative disc problems, and he was only a young guy, but he played a lot of college football. He was a big, strong guy, and um, he was uh, spending a lot of time seated at college, and he just had aching back pains. So he's uh, obviously been a chiropractor in chiropractic school. The last thing he wanted to do was get surgery. So he designed foundation training, which is a series of exercise movements and positions to fix his own back. And since from there, now foundation training is taught all over the world. He's come up with this this uh, thing called foundation training, mm-hmm. and it's and it's just blossomed. It's grown, and it's um it's really cool. Um, we're helping hundreds and hundreds of people with back pain. Yeah. Um, we're helping a lot of people just with better posture. Um, yeah, so it's really taken off from there. So the, yeah, the foundation training itself, like I was saying, it's just a series of movements, exercises, and holds, strengthening up the back of the body. So your hamstrings, your glutes, and your lower back, all those muscles that get long and weak when you spend too much time seated, mm-hmm. we can create a stronger back of the body with these positions in foundation training, and you'll stand up taller, you breathe better, you're more productive, you just have better posture, which is uh, what we're sort of lacking in today's society with all that time we spend seated and looking at our phones. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and we're going to talk about that too, just looking down at our phones. But So two things. So first of all, he probably saved a ton of money by not doing back surgery in the US and kind of figuring this out himself. And um, and then number two, you, you touched on, I guess, the timing, right? So, I mean, a lot of people don't have time in today's society. Um, and I, I definitely want to go uh, and deep dive into some exercises that they can do uh, at home with limited time. But, John, listen, you're a very interesting person. I've seen a bunch of videos. I've read a lot about you online. What... How did you get into this whole thing? And maybe we can start about um, talking about your family and I guess your, a, little, a little bit of background of yourself. 
Yeah, well, I grew up in Sydney, Australia. Um, I grew up in a place called Maroubra. It's got a bit of an infamous name with the uh, Bra Boys and all that side of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those that don't know who live overseas, it's it's a basically it got we got labelled as a surf gang, but it's not in our eyes. It's not a gang. It's just a group of mates that grew up together. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I grew up in Maroubra. My dad owned the butcher shop up on up on the hill at North Maroubra. He's a butcher, and my mum was a teacher's aide at the local high school. And then, uh, yeah, just grew up around here, went to the local high school, and um, just really always had a passion, even from a young age, to stay fit and healthy. Um, I don't know what it was. The human body's always just interested me of how it works, how it moves, how it functions. So, yeah, that, that led me into the lifestyle and um, work career of being a strength and conditioning coach yeah um, yeah, and a lifeguard because I grew up on the beach I, I was always in the water and in the ocean so I, I was a lifeguard as well so I've always been a lifeguard and a strength and conditioning coach and then um, about 10 years ago a job come up with Taj Burrow who's a professional surfer mm-hmm. um, so when that job come up it was like a dream come true because I, I got to travel with him for 7 years on the professional surfing tour I was his strength and conditioning coach he's best mate he's um nutritionist we did i sort of it was like a one-man or two-man band that's awesome so, yeah yeah we he had a he had a very good you know career before i started working with him mm-hmm. and then um he had a couple of major wins on the tour when we we're working together um and then after the on the, the seventh year i found out my girlfriend was pregnant so yeah. that was uh the birth of my first son so that put a massive handbrake on the traveling <laughs> definitely and then yeah and since then well because of Taj that's how I come across foundation training mm-hmm. um that's how we were in California and he, Taj had a a little bit of lower back and hip pain from all the traveling we did and we spent hundreds and hundreds of hours a year sitting on planes cars you know sleeping in uncomfortable beds and just we were on the road for eight months of the year, basically. Yeah, and so, that'll definitely do some damage to your back, plus all the yeah, surfing, right? I mean, yeah, the surfing does take its toll on the body if you're not <laughs> looking after it right. So that's how we come across the foundation training. We're looking at different practitioners around the world, and some suggested surgery. Some, you know, we had MRIs, we'd seen specialists, and then we come across Dr. Eric Goodman in California, like I was saying before, and <laughs> a few other people that were doing foundation training. And it was just Taj had instant relief in his hip and lower back after two or three sessions. And it was like a light bulb moment for me. I was just like, wow, what is this? I need to learn this and take it back to Australia because it's because within, say, a month, Taj was surfing pain-free. Wow. Um, yeah, he, was, he went from sort of almost taking painkillers to surf and anti-inflammatories to surf to be to being completely pain-free so it was just like i just went i've got to learn this and um so i went back over to california and got certified in foundation training and yeah so since then it's it's been a growing business in sydney australia um yeah it's going really well man yeah Uh, that's awesome so you you literally you literally learned this in the u.s and brought this over to australia yeah got certified and that's awesome yeah 
um, and the guys have come over a few times and mm-hmm. done seminars here. They haven't done a certification in Australia just yet, okay. but we're working on that because um, I think the more people in Australia that know about this, the better. Yeah, yeah, and just think of you know how many people you, you talk to per day that would probably complain about their back. I mean, I work in an oh. office where you know majority is sitting anyway, uh, yep. and back, back pain complaints are very, very common. I'm talking 80%, probably 90% of the office, right? Yeah, um, back and back and hip pain is just so common these days. Back and, and hip, yeah. Yep. And what about and neck? Even, and neck pain, I'm sure, is kind of tied into that as well. Yeah, hundred percent neck mm-hmm. pain. Yeah, just from that forward head posture of sitting all day and rounded forward shoulders, the neck does. We do hear a lot, lot of um, people with neck complaints as well. Yeah, yeah. So, so when you started this training program, was it just solely because you wanted to bring this to Australia? Well, I wanted to, first of all, I just wanted to get Taj better. So yep. with, now I, with my doing strength and conditioning all the time, it was helping, but it wasn't, it wasn't a cure. It mm-hmm. wasn't, it wasn't something that um, I thought could ever, you know, cure his hip and back pain, but the foundation training did. So yeah, that was, uh, that was a light bulb moment to, to bring it back to Australia. Yeah. Wow! Wow! So you said three sessions, and he was pretty much you know, three to three to five sessions. He was pretty pretty much cured. Three uh, to five sessions, and yeah, he started to feel really good, like he'd never, he like he hadn't felt in years. Yeah. And then it was say a month of it of solid work where he was pain free. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's ridiculous. I can't believe um, I can't believe I haven't heard. It's it's more ignorance because. Like I haven't heard about foundation training until it was until you were brought up to me, and then yeah. when I started doing some research, I started watching a few of your videos and trying to do it at home. Um, and it is it is tough work, right? So may, can you maybe talk about some of the uh, the programs that you have because you have quite a few different ones on your website. Um, maybe talk about some of the different programs that you have and really what they cater to. Yeah, well, I have a, a company now called Posture Strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, that's what we want to do. We want to go out and teach people the found, it's called posture strong, but we teach foundation training. We want to teach people foundation training, give them some access to some videos and then go back and teach them again. Because there are a lot of little cues when you are hinging your hips. What we do is teach people how to hinge their hips. So when you are standing, you pull your hips back and we start to engage the back of the body mm-hmm. with a neutral lumbar curve. So yeah, so you've got that little dip in your lower back. That's how we should be sort of hinging our hips. And that's the way we should be seated, um, pulling the chin back, lifting the chest up. like Almost like when all your parents always said, sit up straight. Yeah. Where it's almost <laughs> like that, but we start to integrate the hips and the head and get everything working together and create a strong body. And uh, after it takes like four or five sessions to understand what you're doing. And then yeah. it just all clicks in from there and you, you feel just like you're standing stronger. Like we've got some, a lot of people just go, wow, I feel like I'm just standing up straight for once. I feel like I'm breathing better. It's, uh, it's unbelievable the feedback we get. Well, yeah, so, so I guess a couple different questions. So as you're speaking, I'm trying to sit up straight in my chair as well, trying to, yeah. trying to fix my posture, <laughs> trying to breathe properly. Yeah. As soon as you mention posture, everyone sits up straight, which is great. Yeah, which is a, which is a great thing. So – you know, in, in today's world, 
we're starting to see a lot of, and I'm from I'm from Canada, I guess the North America side. So we're starting to see a lot of overweight kids, right? So kids becoming pretty obese at a younger age. At what age yeah. do you think foundation training is you know a good time to start? Because it's not you know I, I think one of the things that we need to break through it's not just for the older generation, right? It's just you can start as early yeah, as yeah. possible. Yeah, we'd love to take it to schools. Um, mm-hmm. I think the young age is probably seven or eight years old, okay. where we could start. They could start to really connect with their body. They've, they've, kids around that age have got that puppy dog syndrome, where they're not really connected. Yep. But you can actually start to get them to hinge the hips and externally rotate the shoulders and pull the chin back and start to breathe in, in these at about seven or eight years old. Um, we've had like three generations come down and do the classes on a Sunday morning. I do a big class at Maroo Beach every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. Yep. And we've had a granddaughter, the son, and the grandfather all come down and do the class together. So <laughs> it, it was pretty awesome. amazing. Yeah. Three generations really just in one Three generations, yeah, coming down and doing the class together. And we can all sort of um, integrate the exercises and regress the exercises to suit each generation. Mm-hmm. It's really cool to see. I've actually, I actually got a photo of it. So, um, yeah, I've got to put that one up on Instagram. Yeah, definitely, a, definitely. So, man, yeah, that's that's an awesome moment, and it's uh, that that speaks volumes, right? So you you, you yeah. do a post like that, and people can see the power of, of what you're trying to do. So I love it, man. Yeah. All for it. So, yep. talk to me about the, um, I guess, some of the challenges. Well, actually, we'll go into challenges of when you started this. After, what are some of the biggest mistakes people make? today in terms of their in, in terms of their movement i don't want to say posture but because posture isn't is probably something that everyone needs to get better anyway including myself um yep. what are some of the biggest mistakes people make the biggest mistake i see is people standing on when they're standing standing on one foot and loading up one hip sort of there they'll stand and they'll load they'll shift their weight onto one hip mm-hmm. you see this standing there and they're like I won't stand on their two feet. I yeah. think that's probably one of the biggest like, things I tell people as soon as I meet them is stand on two feet. Oh, shift. I literally stand on one <laughs> foot all the time. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. So it's I'm all, making a note of that. <laughs> yeah, that'll tighten up the tissue in that hip you okay. lean towards and it's going to load up that hip joint and, it's, and the lower back's going to shift across and it's just not a good way to stand and when you're frustrated and or you're standing in line i notice people's hips will shift further and further to the side the more frustrated they get mm-hmm. they just get in that worst angry sort of posture uh the other thing is the mo- oh, number two is when you're holding your phone or looking at your computer lift it up slightly so you're looking at the horizon okay. so you're not looking down anymore at your phone lift your phone your hand whatever you're holding your phone with lift it up so pretty much your gaze is on the horizon and because you're holding your phone up in the air but that will bring your head back and you haven't got that forward head posture that is huge because you see so many people walking around or looking down and their phones in almost in their lap and they've got this horrible looking down forward head posture and that's just the neck is just that upper cervical area is just copying it. Oh my gosh! So, yeah, that's yeah. Nice. It, it, and and to fix that is it, it takes probably a pretty long time to to actually fix that because it's more of like a mannerism as well, 
right? Yeah, it's, it's a bad habit and it's a mannerism and it's um, something that if you think about it can be corrected quite easily. Like I have to constantly tell myself, you know, don't look down at your phone, pick your phone up and look, mm. look up and sit up straight. It's not one of those things that, you know, you, you always almost have to think about it to do it. Yep. So, yeah, you have to even put a little post-it note, you know, look up on the <laughs> side of on the side of your computer, even lifting your computer, a phone book or something under your computer and lifting it up slightly or anything that will raise it up slightly so you're not look, constantly looking down at your computer when you're at work, mm-hmm. that's the other one. That's pretty important. I stand at work whenever I'm at, a, at the office. I'm standing just because right. looking down or even because you slouch when you sit. Right? I mean, it just kind of happens naturally but I, for me. So just standing is, you know, you're kind of aware of your posture. But I think I think the the, the secret is be just being aware, like you mentioned, right? Yeah. Like when you're looking down at your phone, you tell yourself, "Look up, look up." Yeah. That's it. And even even when you're standing at your standing desk, you should really be concentrating on standing correctly too. Like I mentioned before, the two feet, yeah. standing up nice and straight, chest up, chin back, and you'll just notice you breathe better in that position anyway. Mm-hmm. If you if you hunch forward and your shoulders roll forward and your head migrates forward and you try and take a big breath in, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. As soon as you draw your shoulders back, lift the sternum up out of the lungs and give your diaphragm room to move, you can take a nice, big, deep breath in and it feels great. So that's the other thing. The breathing pattern becomes a lot better with better posture as well. Definitely, definitely. So an- answer me this one. And this one is a bit of a loaded one, because, uh, but I'm, really, I'm very curious to, to get your answer. Do you think there's a there's a connection or a connotation between posture and happiness? And I know that's kind of a weird question, but what I mean is when you see yeah. someone breathing properly, when you see them standing up straight, I know when I stand up straight, I'm way more confident. I just, you just feel good. Do you get that from some of your clients as well? Yeah, hundred percent. You can, you can almost tell, you can feed off someone's aura, the way they're standing and the way they hold themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's a funny one because you always go back to the superheroes. You know, Superman's got his chest out, his chin back, and he's real confident. And and then you see the sneaky villain. They've got that shoulders rolled forward, yes. their chin down, they're hunched over. You know, it, it's almost, it's almost it's like very comical. True. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we try to tell people to stand up straight and breathe big and be that real – your confidence is – you know, you're more confident and people are more accepting, you know, you'll walk down the street and people, you smile at someone and they smile back and your mm. chest lifts up and you feel, you feel better about yourself straight away. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I think it, it does, it does as not only for yourself, it gives out as well. It's more, it's more, a more open stance and more mm. accepting stance to be, to have good posture. Definitely, definitely. So you, you mentioned before that you, you've been pretty, pretty fit all your life. So you've, you obviously, you know, health, health has obviously been a very important topic in your life, I guess. Um, did, was that always the case? I mean, were you always fit? Were you always uh, conscious of your, your body and your, your mind? Yeah, I, yeah, pretty much from a young age, I was always just interested in, in um, eating well and training and I went through the whole party scene you know through teens and early Mm -hmm. 20s and did all that side of it like I I wasn't um, afraid of having a good time and you know went on the binge drinking through those younger years but Mm -hmm. um, other than that I've been 
you know, really health conscious and always thought about the pillars of good health like, yeah. and not overcomplicating things. Like mm -hmm. still go out and have a good time or not, I love a glass of wine and a couple of beers. Yeah. Um, but I still really like taking care of myself. And I think just having good sleep patterns and, you know, I don't easy with diet i'm i'd probably do about 80 20 i eat good 80 percent of the time then 20 percent of the time i'll have a hamburger and chips with a beer on, mm -hmm. a, on a weekend and i'm not yeah i'm not i think sometimes people get a little bit too um diet conscious and it, it almost stresses them out slightly yeah they're almost that stress is probably worse doing them worse yeah. than just actually relaxing and having a good time with their friends over it you know, a, a hamburger and a couple of beers. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a good balance there. It's, mm -hmm. That's one thing I try to teach my clients is just it's a lifestyle. It's not it's not really a fast – I don't train people in a fast-track way to lose weight. Yeah. I train more to live a healthy lifestyle and have fun and spend good time with good people. And if they want to have a beer, then have a beer. If they want to have two beers, have two beers, whatever it is. Just yeah. have a good time and – don't be too stressed about trying to be because you only live one life. So That's it. You have, have a bit of fun while you're doing it. I know. And you said, you said it right. So, you know, we, we chatted before. I went through a pretty, pretty substantial weight loss. It was yeah. like 70, 70 kilos. And That's awesome. So, but what I, you know, I, I did it pretty quickly, but it is a lifestyle change, right? It's not something that can happen you know Rome wasn't built overnight right it's a, this yeah. is a continuous thing this is this is a lifestyle thing you need to it's not like you can work out for three months and after three months you go back to doing what you're doing before it's not like that at all and the one thing I, I tell a lot of people is you just you have to enjoy it. you have to enjoy the journey because it's not the easiest one but you have to enjoy no. it like don't be afraid to go out and have a couple of beers or have a glass of wine or two just Know, yeah. know in the back of your head that, okay, you know what? I did have that extra glass of wine last night. I'm going to work even harder at the gym or I'm going to yeah. go for a longer run or I'm just maybe going to watch what I eat over the next two days. It is just yeah. more of a mindset thing. Yep. Yep. And for you, you know, like for you to keep that weight off, it's got to be a lifestyle thing because, you know, you've got the rest of your life to live. So you've done the hard work and now you can mm -hmm. find out what works for you, what works, for, what works, what doesn't work for you. I think there's a... There's a lot of misinformation out there. We get bombarded these days. Like I see a lot of young girls and they don't know. They're so confused on what to eat and what exercise to do yeah. just because they're bombarded with information. A lot mm -hmm. of it's misinformation. There's, there is a lot of good information out there, but it's just for young, for young boys and girls like growing through their teens and even a little bit older, there's so much information about there that's what's healthy and what isn't. Yeah. So it is quite confusing with the internet and everything. Yeah. But if you can shift, uh, if you can sift through all that and find the good stuff, like it's a bit easier for us because we can sort of decipher what's good and what's bad now. Mm -hmm. But I, th I think it is quite hard for the younger generation to to know what's good and what's not. Yeah, and you're right. It is confusing. I remember reading an article a few months ago, like saying coffee is really bad for you. It's just don't yeah. drink coffee anymore. And then you know, I think two weeks ago there was another article that came out from the same um, from the same source that said coffee is great. Coffee is great for you. And I'm like, well, if you're you know, if you still if you're young and you're reading these things, you're just going to grow up confused, right? Oh well, yeah, it's baffling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
is it even in today's paper that coffee's good for you? Oh, really? Yeah, there was an art, there was a full-on article in today's paper, which you know, there's science that would that will cover both sides of it, good and bad. It's like vegetarianism and and meat eaters. There's science yeah. that covers that will say it is good and it is bad. I mean, there's science that covers everything these days, and that's um. I think, again, you've just got to find out what works for you. Mm-hmm. Like some people can thrive on a vegetarian diet. Some people can thrive on a meat diet. It's just your digestive system, your gut health, you know, it's just your lifestyle, which whichever one suits you is probably the right one. I agree. I agree. John, just looking at some notes, I have a bunch of other questions for you. <laughs> you were interviewed by Red Bull a yep. while ago. So tell me about how that came about. Um, they featured surfers around the world and um, they would sort of um, film a week in the life of a surfer. So they filmed um, Taj and I on the road for a, a week, just mm-hmm. surfing and training. And um, and then they sort of wanted more content. So they come and filmed us doing a couple of weeks training around Sydney, which was uh, pretty cool. Um yeah, is that the interview you're talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah it is. It is. Yeah, that's so awesome. That, that was, yeah, they uh, they jumped right on board and and uh, were pretty interested in uh, some of the techniques we used and some of the training we were doing. So yeah, it was great. Yeah, and it's you know Red Bull in in general is just such a good way to get this, the message out. Like they have such a broad audience, and uh, yeah, it was a great video. Yeah. So I'll probably share that when I uh, when I share this podcast as well on the website. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Definitely. So, you know, you're obviously very passionate about health and fitness. What are what are some of your other passions in life? Um, I do uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Um, nice. I'm a purple purple belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I've been doing it on and off for about twelve years, okay. thirteen years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I've just got back into it in the last uh, six months. I've been training pretty hard and. The body's holding up all right. There's a lot yeah. of um, aches and pains that go along <laughs> with uh, training like that. Yeah. Um, I surf a lot. I love surfing. Yeah. I try and surf two or three times a week. And I probably do a few gym sessions a week, you know, uh, strength and conditioning sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's my other passion is sort of training and, yeah, keeping fit and trying to push a few sessions out that are quite hard. I'm 46 years old, so I've got to take care of myself as well. Yeah. Um, at this age, I, I notice more and more I need to do sort of the mobility work, and um, I still, with the foundation training, I do that probably every day because I'm training clients doing it, so I'm always in the poses, so I'm yeah. getting a good dose of it every day, which I think if I wasn't doing the foundation training, I don't think I'd be able to do what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you said you mentioned strength training at the gym. What are some of the biggest mistakes that you see people have made at the gym? And I'm going to have my pen ready because I'm probably making all these mistakes right now. <laughs> I just think, look, don't, I, I, CrossFit, I think, is um, if you're in a good CrossFit environment, I think it's good. I think people are starting to try and lift too heavy, mm-hmm. especially in the Olympic lifts, um, yes. like cleans and snatches and all the Olympic thing, Olympic lifts. I think people are, and the 
and the deadlifts, people are lifting way too heavy in deadlifts. Yeah, it's, That's it's not meant a, to. Yeah. yeah. If I was to pick one thing, I watch a lot of people deadlifting because I, I love it, and that's the basis of foundation training is mm-hmm. we do a deadlift unloaded. You're okay. hinging your hips back and loading up the back of the body, which, which is exactly what a deadlift is, mm-hmm. but it's a loaded position. And I see so many people going to deadlift, and they'll bend their lower back because the weight is just too heavy for them, even mm-hmm. with weight belts on and all that sort of stuff, which I don't really believe in. But even with weight belts on, I can just see people go to stand up out of their deadlift and they'll bend their lower back. Their lower back will go into flexion, which is loading up the lumbar spine. And that's what we sort of try to work against is loading up the hamstrings and the glutes and the hips. And the the spine is not a load-bearing column. The spine is just there for – is supported the whole way through the lift. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's probably number one. Yeah, damn. That the the deadlift one is is huge because every every back injury that I hear about at the gym it has to do with the deadlift anyway, right? So yeah. someone putting on a little too many kilos and yeah. not trying to yeah. trying to lift a little too much. With, with when I do deadlifts, I do I do pretty lightweight because um, yeah. I don't think you need to go really heavy with the deadlift. No, not unless you're training for a certain sport. I don't think so either, but. Even if you do a couple more, lighten the weight and do a couple more reps and just in, keep the volume there, but just increase the reps, lighten the weight. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just really, really need to do those exercises with really good form. As much as I can tell you over, over the interview, like um, really pulling the hips back, loading up the muscles are meant to be loaded up, not the, the joints and the spine. That's, that's what you should be aiming for with a deadlift. Um, and if the if the weight's the bar's too low and you can't get down to it without bending your lower back, lift put some weights underneath the weight plates and lift the bar up. Mm-hmm. So even if it's even if it's just below the knee, for some guys who are really men are normally tighter in the hamstrings than women, yeah. lift the bar up. Don't worry about bending all the way down to pick the bar up off the ground. Lift it up slightly, even if it's five centimeters, and then you can hinge up with that neutral lumbar curve mm. without going into that flex lumbar spine. Okay, I think I might try that up. Thanks for the tip. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Good. And, and John, listen, you know, obviously you, you've created a, a pretty successful business by bringing the foundation training to Australia. Where do you see, you know, John Gannon training going, and, and what does success mean to you? Um, look, with this company, we've started myself and a, a friend of mine, MJ. She's a certified foundation training instructor. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to take Posture Strong to first responders. That's just police, ambos, fire, firemen, firewomen. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we want to take it to universities, to schools, to corporations, to industry. We pretty much want to cover as many fields as we can out there. Um, so like I was saying, we want to go and teach it, give people access to our online videos and then go and teach them again hands-on because I think that's just doing it um, over video or correspondence, really hard mm-hmm. to get. Yep. So we'd like to travel around Australia and teach everyone, we as many people as we can in big groups, 20 people at a time we can teach. We've, we've got myself and uh, MJ taking the class. Yeah, we're willing to travel and uh, spread the, the posture strong word. That's awesome, and I'm just thinking posture strong in the corporates. Man, that's you know people people sitting down all day or looking at the laptop all day or looking at the phone. This is going to be a godsend. 
right? <laughs> It'd be perfect. That's it. that's, yeah, that's that's where we want to take it to. Good, good. And and, and I mean, sorry, and then getting back to success mm-hmm. would be teaching as many people as we can. That'd be that'd be it. And uh, having people walk around with uh, less back pain and better posture that would be a success for me. Oh, that's awesome. So I'm sure you know, like you said, you're you're already helping hundreds. Which is uh, something you should be you should be very proud of, and which leads to my next question: What are you what are you most proud of so far? Whether it's the you know posture strong business or something else in life. Oh, probably my two kids. Yeah, um, yeah. I got a three year old boy and an eighteen month old daughter, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's my proudest achievement so far in life. Well and above everything else. Man, um, that's that's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. Trying to trying to be a good dad and. Uh, good parent and a good yeah good role model for my kids and yeah that's that's probably number one good good if you could leave us with some advice maybe maybe two or three things quickly that we can do at home um before work or after work with limited time what um what do you recommend simple exercises Uh, simple exercises as soon as you get up in the morning you're brushing your teeth pull your hips back Pull your butt back towards the back of the room. Feel the stretch in the hamstrings. Chest is up, chin's back, and you should feel a slight dip in your lower back. You'll feel those two muscles that run up either side of your lower back, your lumbar erectors. They will heat up. So while you're brushing your teeth, the hips are pulled back. You're just starting the day with good posture. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's a that's a number one. You can how long does it take to brush your teeth? Two or three minutes max. Mm-hmm. So you're just standing there creating strength in the back of the body while you're brushing your teeth. Um, the other one is when you're driving or sitting on a bus or whatever it is, going to work, try and draw your knees together and give them a subtle squeeze together. So you're switching on the adductor muscles, the insides, thighs of the muscles, and you're not letting – normally when most people drive, they'll let one leg fall right out to the side, and I can guarantee you that's where most people's hip pain comes from. Not, not just standing on two feet and one hip going to the side, but when you're seated in your car, one hip will fall, one knee will fall out, and that's most people will have hip pain from that. I'm so if you draw... I'm smiling because <laughs> that's how I drive. Just, yeah, well, everything everyone. you're explaining, I'm like, the, I'm going to be the, the worst client. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Yeah. yeah, everyone does. Everyone lets one leg fall to the side and rest up against either the door or the inside of the um, center console. So draw your knees together. Give them a good squeeze together. Um, The other one is when you're driving as well, give yourself a double chin and push your – the bony prominence on the back of your head, push that into the headrest and give yourself a double chin. Push it in for 10 seconds. You should feel a nice lengthening, creating space at the back of the neck. And that can help with that forward head posture that that you've probably been seated with all day. So you just push it in for 10 seconds, hold it, let it go, push it in for 10 seconds, do that three or four times, and then just try and sit like that for the rest of the trip, just head, chin back, chest up, you'll breathe better. You'll feel less frustrated when you're driving too. It takes your mind off Sydney traffic or Melbourne traffic, yeah. wherever you are. <laughs> um, yeah, and you should feel better when you get out of the car because like sitting is unavoidable. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can sit here and tell you how bad sitting is, yeah. but in today's society, we sit, we sit a lot. Yeah. So we can do little corrections like I just mentioned there to um, still create a nice strong posture and body just through a few simple move- movements a few times a day. Awesome. 
Awesome. Thank you so much for that advice, John. And listen, thank you so much for your time. And I'm, I'd love to do this again. I don't think we, uh, we hit half the questions we had, but uh, <laughs> this has been great. <laughs> John, Sorry, how... Oh, man, no, no worries. How can how can people get in contact with you if they wanted to? Um, they can just email me at um, Posture Strong. I've got a, a website called posturestrong.com.au. Mm-hmm. And if people go on there, have a look, and our emails are at the bottom, mine and MJ's are at the bottom. And, um, yeah, anyone who wants to contact for uh, more information and have us come and teach, I'd love that. Um, yeah posturestrong.com.au <laughs> awesome awesome John Perfect. thank you so much for your time man this has been uh, this has been an awesome uh, 30 36 minutes and uh, yep. I'll, I'll definitely uh, I'll definitely be reaching out for some more information so thank you John thanks Shiv appreciate it mate thanks for having me not a problem cheers Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you missed anything, do not worry. Log on to shivrad.com. That's S-H-I-V-R-A-D.com to listen to this podcast again. Check out the other episodes and, of course, check out the blog. Thanks, everyone. Until next time.